I always said, like, as a dude, like, if you want to talk about glute bridges and the menstrual cycle and, and you do you, bro, well, just be fully vulnerable and transparent with your audience and literally create a post today, like right now, about how you're not where you want to be. But watch this fucking space. Watch me get absolutely massive in the next five years. People like to watch the journey. So it's like you document that and show what you're doing. So it's not like you have to be like Chris Bumstead, but if you show like you're learning, you're improving, you're making progress, that's what people really notice, right? Because it's easy, because people are like, how the fuck has he done that? Um, and that's what people want to buy into. If you're an online coach looking to rip up 2024 and scale your business and have financial success, you're in the right place. So uh, today I've got a good friend of mine, Dan Poulter from the UK, who also helps a lot of online coaches in particular. And the beginning part of their journey is really get scaling, get off the gym for maybe get some momentum and get going. Um, so today we're going to discuss what you should do in terms of actually getting momentum and maybe some tr tips and tricks that Dan uses with some of his clients to get them moving. First thing I would start with I think, I don't know if you agree, Dan, the biggest reason one person is successful versus another person is their mindset. And that's the most important thing that my opinion, beginners struggle with is their mindset is too much of a scarcity mindset. They're too scared rather than have like an abundance mindset. So their, their actions reflect that in terms of they don't just do enough. Whereas if you, in some respects, if you message enough people and you made enough content, you fucking someone's going to buy something, right? Well, this is it. If you come from a PT background, you'll know PT business building 101 is just if you speak to more people, you book more tasters, you're going to get more clients. And I try and suggest that people listening to this start to look at their Instagram like their own gym floor. So let's say Charlie's Instagram, his Charlie Johnson fitness account, that is his gym floor. So if someone has joined your gym and you see them in the gym, you kind of feel obliged to walk up to them and shake their hand and say, hey, I'm Charlie, nice to meet you, what brings you here? The same equivalent when you move online, and I think that there's a disconnect that PTs, when they move online, they're like, I don't wanna DM people, I don't wanna to have to message people, but in the same way you built your business in the gym, walking up to people, shaking hands, doing tasters, where's this ego coming from online? And I get it, you don't wanna come across salesy and all this bullshit, blah, 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 but if you want to build an online business, you can literally just adopt the exact same principles you use in the gym and do them online. So when you're speaking to people in the DMs, just open the conversation, introduce yourself. Where did you find me? Did someone refer you? Did I pop up on the explore page? Are you here for the content? Are you looking for a coach? What's your goal right now? Just, just be normal. And I don't know if you've seen this too, dude, but people just really overcomplicate. What, what do I say? Well, what do you say to someone in the street or in the gym? But What's your thoughts on that? Um, so I actually filmed a YouTube video on this earlier, which is how to make your first 10K a month with an online business. So anyone check out YouTube channel, that'll be up soon. But um, it's really, really simple. You break it down to three things. One, you have to have a skill that other people want. So for example, if I look at how my fitness business started, I got in really good shape and then other people just asked me to help for help because I was in good shape and they're like, how have you done this? Um, the second thing, <clears throat> second thing you're going to need is attention and traffic, right? So there's two ways you can do that. One is obviously building a, a brand on social media, which basically costs you nothing. It's completely free, which is wild when you still think about it. Um, yeah. Bear in mind, you couldn't do that 15, 20 years ago. Um, secondly, if you have the funds, you can just blast it into paid ads and you can just buy your way into it, depending on your business model. And then the third thing is the thing that most people are afraid to do, which is, like you said, just ask people if you can help them. Like If you do those three things, that's basically in a synopsis of like, how you can get a successful business to five, 10K a month or more. And that is just at different points of scale and bigger numbers. That's business. I think you've got two ends of the spectrum in the gym, though. You've got the PT that trains for three hours a day. 
and maybe he's chasing after a plastic trophy or maybe he wants to become insta famous and trying to play the influencer game and trying to do the mike thurston thing and do the app for like nine dollars a month and not realizing that you just don't you don't look like mike and you just don't have the traffic he has and they're not doing the dms and they don't have time you know in quotation marks when we all know they do have time or the other end of the spectrum is that they they just aren't getting in shape themselves and they're playing the whole body positivity game and i'm probably going to piss some people off but luckily me and charlie align on this and they're just not getting in good nick themselves. Like, what is the, the easiest way to start getting people? Hence why your mate who's in great shape is constantly getting asked fitness stuff on a night out when everyone's pissed up. Oh, you've got to help me, bro. How did you get in sick shape? And he's like, I'm not a PT. I work here. And there's me and Charlie in his ear be like, do you want to become a, a coach? But that's a separate story. You've got two ends of the spectrum. You've got these people that just aren't willing to, to put in the reps. And they're like, why aren't people signing with me? Why don't people want to work with me? It's like, because you don't yet look how they want to look. Like a massive part of what we do is why do you think everyone listens to everything that comes out of Hormozy's mouth? Mm-hmm. If he didn't have the hundred million dollar thing, he just, he could very easily sell fitness with the size of his arms and his calves. But people only listen because he's done the thing people want to do. So I think that you've got two ends of the spectrum. You've got people that are training way too much and they're not building a business and they're just a fitness enthusiast that's going to go broke. Or they're at the other end of the spectrum and they just, maybe they've got a business head of them and I've had to have some strong conversation with people, even one of my guys this week was like, dude, on your content, you just don't look very serious about what you do and you attract who you are. So if you don't look serious, guess what? You're going to get people who aren't serious. They're not going to show up in the community. They're not going to get results and your business isn't going to grow. So it's how do you find that happy medium between balancing, getting in good nick, working on the business. And I know it's easier said than done, but Charlie, maybe you can share how you've managed to balance both um, because so, you know we're we're some of the few people that do what we do and actually still stay in shape. Well, ultimately, I've never asked someone to do something that I've never done, right? So it's like that. That's ultimately what you're asking people to do. If like you're saying to people, I can help you get a six pack, but you don't build a fucking six pack in your life, you're a fucking fraud. So the reality is, people will see through that shit straight away. And it's the same thing in terms of like people say, "Oh, my content's not doing well." okay, cool, dude, you're making videos about like arm carousel workouts, but your arms are like 13 inches. Like no one gives a shit. So like, like, and that's not a bad thing, but like maybe that's not the niche of the type of person you should be targeting. Maybe you've got a background you used to be like really obese and you lost like 200 pounds. Like, cool, there's a massive market for that. And the way I'd frame it is that um, I would try and think about helping your former self. So like what your pain point was, what your problem is. And that's almost like the way I think now business is like, four or five years ago, what was I stuck with? What did I need help with? What are my mindset problems? Like think like that with your fitness clients and then it will make you easier for you to actually get those clients. I think you're aligned with me on this though. One thing I think is the most retarded advice I see so many business coaches uh, giving, mainly because they've never had a business online with fitness clients, is having like really specific niches. Because in my opinion, you want a broad niche in terms of like male fat loss, 30 to 50 or female fat loss, 30 to 50, or bodybuilding competing, if that's a thing, whatever it is, rather than like, I help vegan mums who are 35 to 40, only in Florida, who also like to do boastable workouts. Mm. Like you, your niche becomes so specific and small that like on Instagram, a very small percentage actually see your content anyway. So the reality is the people who actually fit within that niche are so small. And then you wondered why you're broke and you can't make any money because you're trying to tell to like, a small percentage of people. And what I see and I found myself is that with success, your niche will come to you because you'll notice 
you start to get a certain avatar client and that's obviously what your skill set is and what you draw to you so like that's what you should lean into yeah i think let your niche choose you and and like charlie said you you usually are your niche like there's a reason why guys end up attracting guys and women end up attracting mm. women when with their content and i always said like as a dude like if, if you want to talk about glute bridges and the menstrual cycle and, and you do you bro but if there's just certain things that align more with you and the struggles of being a man in in, in 2024 and you know or becoming a dad or, or, or having kids or not whatever your future is like it's far easier to like charlie said speak from a place you've been and here's the good news guys if you're there stressing out thinking shit but i don't yet look like that what what do i do well just be really vulnerable and document your journey and i'm always challenging charlie he's a friend of mine and i'm saying bro like You've got to be more vulnerable in your content. You've got to share, show people like the, the side of you that I know of, of, of the Charlie because you guys would just see things in me and Charlie and other people's content, the highlight reel. But it's it's when you see the vulnerabilities and, and the struggles that people have had, you're like, oh shit, like you used to work as an estate agent and you fucking hated your life or you almost threw it all away a few years ago. And that's the stuff that people turn around and they really pay attention. So I would just say right now you're thinking, shit, I'm not there yet. So what do I do? Well, just be fully vulnerable and transparent with your audience and literally create a post today, like right now, about how you're not where you want to be. But watch this fucking space. Watch me get absolutely massive in the next five years and become a millionaire in the next 10. If anything, like own your own the things that aren't working for you right now. And that's inspirational. When I see a guy in the gym, like massively overweight, but he's fucking training like a beast. I'm like, good on you, bro. I rate him more than the guy who's got the six pack who walks around like an idiot. So I just think if right now people are stressing out, thinking, well, what do I do? I'm not there yet. Just own it and just talk about where you're at and where you're going. Because it's not just about where you've been. It's also, there is also that visionary content of, well, where are you heading? That, that's I also, what I think. I agree completely. But I also think, people like to watch the journey so it's like you document that and show what you're doing so it's not like you have to be like chris bumstead but if you show like you're learning you're improving you're making progress that's what people really notice right because if like in 2024 you completely transform the way you look will your business 10x 100 percent? because it's easy because people are like how the fuck has he done that um and that's what people want to buy into and the reality the reason why people don't do that is two things in my opinion the same with their business one, they don't find hire a coach to actually help them if they're a fitness coach with their own fitness. Same as like, I have a fitness coach and I have mentors help me with specific things. Um, if you're a coach, you should have other coaches. Tiger Woods, fucking best golfer in history and probably best athlete in history statistically, co had coaches his entire career. Um, so if that's what you want to do, have coaches to like teach you and improve you and what you learn from them, you can then teach other people. And the biggest thing I think I've learned in the business is like, a funnel effect right the information comes from like the top people at maybe huge businesses and it comes down and down and down it's like a tri trickle feed effect and if you're not like on that uh carousel then you're going to be out of the loop and you're going to fall behind yeah and i think that if you can skip some steps and and get to the source of the goods you can actually hack the system by jumping a few and not having to wait for like we always say as mentors that the guys just see the number that they're paying us for, but actually they're not seeing all the money that we've spent to to make the mistakes and all the heartache and the headaches and the anxiety and all the stress we've gone through over the years to, to do that and, and not realizing that we're actually just like fast tracking the whole process for them. And I, I know this is, it's so hard for us to not sound like a shameless plug, but 
that would only be the case if we, me and Charlie didn't continue to invest thousands every year into mentors and coaches and programs. And I have a fitness coach myself. I have a business coach myself. Like I, 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 I invest in stuff all the time. And I think that's the reason why I can sell coaching and mentorship so easily because I, I, I do it and I will do it forever. Like I can't ever see a time that I won't be bouncing between working with someone or another over the time. But I think that that comes down to people's inability to get their ego out of the way and understand that, yeah, if you want to go fast, you can go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together, right? And I think more than just the best athletes having coaches, you also realize that the best athletes are on a team. So even like um, you look at top tennis players, yes, they play in singles games on their own, but they have a team around them. I was watching Breaking Point on Netflix recently and you see after every match, they go into a locker room and their mum's there and their brother's there and their, their coach is there and their other coach is there and their, their forehand coach is there and their backhand coach is there and their physio's there. Every solo single player has a team. Every uh, pop star has a team, an entourage. So I think being part of a mentorship, more than just having that one-to-one mentorship from the coach, it's also having that team element. Because if you're in a gym with a bunch of other PTs who don't really give a shit, they haven't got big dreams or big visions, you're just going to be stuck in that kind of crabs in the bucket effect, right? Whereas if you get out there and you join a program where you've got people around you that are all hustling, pushing to achieve a goal, that's what I experienced the most over the years of more than just the coaching itself. It's the fact that if I work with Charlie, he's going to cultivate a group of killers like Charlie. And I don't just benefit from being with Charlie. I also benefit from being with the other guys in the room. And I think you've experienced that too. Well, yeah, you're the the sum of the people you surround yourself with, right? Which is why it's very important that you try and be the small fish in the big pond rather than the, the other way around. And that's ultimately uncomfortable for a lot of people, but like you being uncomfortable is what's going to force you to actually work harder. Because as I said, if you were like with a load of people who are killing it and like, like insane, you're going to feel really insecure and feel like, fuck, I need to do something about this to be better. The problem is too many people stay in their cushy little PT job at like a fucking pure gym or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I'm the best at pure gym in Putney or whatever. Like no one gives a shit, dude. Like you need to like step outside of the box of that little gym and then actually go and like, go into the global stage a bit more and then um, really test yourself there. And I think if you actually look at PTs coming into trying to go to online, a lot of them don't understand how to conceptualize the value of your time and the fact that, yes, you might need to drop like an hour or two of PT a day maybe to like max out your online business, but your online business in terms of the amount of money you can make per hour is going to be infinitely higher than what you can charge in person. To the point, like, I have people who want to pay me $1,000 an hour to PT them in the building I live in. I literally have to go down four, flare, four stairs in the elevator, uh, probably four floors in the elevator for an hour, and then come back up and I get $1,000, but I won't do it because it's not worth my time because I know what my time is worth. And a lot of people don't do that. And then a really good equation for anyone to do, listen to this, like, what's your time worth if you run a business? Um, get your total, like, income for the year, like, profit, and then work out how many hours a week you work, times it by 52 or 50, if you take two weeks off, um, divide the two together and it'll give you what your hourly rate is. And then I would always delegate off anything that's 50% of what you earn as an hourly rate. So say you make 500 pounds an hour, anything that's 250 or under, you should find someone else to go and do that thing. Yeah, and I think it's it's understanding those, not just the numbers, because that's the, the the basics, but in terms of the, the mindset and the value around valuing your time. And also quite literally just looking at the things you enjoy doing as well. Because 
I get it like later down the line, you know, as you start to get more profit in the business and you can, can do what we just suggested for anyone that is just starting out. Yeah. It's going to be you. And by the way, like me and Charlie to this day, yes, we have people doing stuff for us and we delegate, but there will still be stuff that we do to this day that we, we, we fucking hate, but you just do it because that's just what you do. Like I don't particularly like tracking my calories or, or going out in the cold to get my steps in, but I do it because that's, what's going to get me in shape the same in your business. So I think that right now, if you're currently in a phase, you're like, but I don't like sending the DMs and I don't like doing the comments or the follows or I don't like creating the content. It's also like, but do you also like the thought of um, being in the same place you are right now in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Because that will happen. And I think it's choosing your hard. And I love that phrase. I hear that all the time. It's like, choose your hard. Decide what's, what's more difficult, that or the pain much later down the line of thinking, shit, how much money could I have earned? How much better would my life have been if I just had sucked it up and sent some dms the fact bro i don't know if you have this in your program with some of the newer guys the fact that some people complain about sending messages from their phone with their thumbs that they, you can do it in bed on the toilet on the sofa on a walk in the gym in between sets warming up and they and they can still find like something to complain about when there's people out there right now who are getting shot at to make their money they're 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 picking up waste. They're, they're running into burning buildings to make way less than you can make on your phone. It blows my mind. And I think that's when you just have to take a, a view of gratitude to say, you know what? We've got, we've got a pretty good gig here, right? Well, I take context. So I'm like, I'm stressed. I think I work really hard. I look out my balcony over Dubai Marina and I see like Indian construction workers working like all day, every day on fucking construction sites and in blistering heat. And I, that there's different like levels of hard and different levels of suffering. And my opinion is you, you suffer intensely beginning when you're starting a business and then the suffering gets different uh, as it gets bigger, but it's just different problems. And I think another thing I'd say that most people aren't willing to put the time in to learn because at the beginning, and if you've got <clears throat> big aspirations and audacious goals, you need to learn a lot of skills or like basic fundamentals. So I learned how to run, and I didn't know any of this five years ago. I learned how to run Facebook ads. I learned how to run YouTube ads. I learned how to build funnels and how to use email systems and how to use Zapier. I know how to write copy. I know how to make content. I know how to sell and how to like manage people and how to train people. Like I didn't know any of this shit and how to use Slack, Trello, whatever. Like, but you figure it out, right? And it's the problem is most people aren't willing to put the time in to understand the need to like learn these core skills. And the way I'd frame it back for people to think about why I said earlier about the mindset is imagine you've got like um, Microsoft Word for like um, a Microsoft computer, like Android, right? And you're trying to put it on a, a Mac OS system. It's not going to work. So you can have the greatest software or skill in the world and put it onto an Apple product. It's not going to work. And I can teach someone the greatest skill in the world at phone closing, for example, but their operating system, their mindset is fucked and it won't work. And that's where you have to understand your ability to control that and certain key skills like your ability to like work hard focus and even i think one thing people don't understand is an important skill is pattern recognition like a good question for anyone listening to this is like where did your last five clients come from the amount of people i ask that and they have no fucking idea is wild because there's going to be a pattern of where these people are coming from and the reality is you should probably just do more of that yeah i think the simplest funnel to to understand and and i think I think what it is, is, is dude, like what ClickFunnels did for funnels, I think kind of fucked it for everyone because I think when people hear the word funnel, they just think of ClickFunnels or like a, a software and they think, 
but they don't understand. A funnel is this, guys. Um, member joins gym. Okay, step one of funnel. This is a funnel, right? Member joins gym. You walk up to them. You ask them if they want to book in a taster. Okay, that's the second part. They book in the taster, right? You deliver the taster. So that's the third part. And then the final part is they become a paying client. So I think when people hear of funnels, they get, oh, like that, that's all too complicated for me. I don't understand funnels. I don't understand click funnels. I don't understand uh, go high level. I don't understand software. It's like, no, no, bro. A funnel is literally that. And, and the most simple funnel is what me and Charlie did to build our businesses. So definitely make note of this is a community funnel. And that is build an Instagram following, DM those followers, book calls with those followers, and then turn them into paying clients. And then look after them, do a good job. You'll get retention, referrals, results, and um, it, it just builds like that. So the simplest funnel you need to understand, if you do want to blow up your business in 2024, especially if you're a PT wanting to move online, is just that simplest funnel is build your Instagram following, message those people, book them in for phone calls, close them on the phone, and do a good job as a coach. So I wouldn't overthink. And like Charlie said, if you've never sat down and reverse engineered, okay, John, John joined last week. Where did I meet John? I met John at that networking event. They do a networking event every month. Maybe I start going to that event every single month. That's what you meant, Charlie, right? 100%. And uh, one of the things people will be asking, thinking there, like, just remind me of, people think they need all this software and complicated shit. It's like the reality you don't. You need, as you said, probably a social media account. You need um, Zoom, a way to book, and, and Calendly. So someone could book a call in, you could take a video call. And then the fourth thing you need is a way to take a payment. So probably Stripe or PayPal. And then when it comes to software, people go, oh, I haven't got an app or a way to coach people. It's like, coach one fucking WhatsApp. Like the best people I've ever had actually coaching me just sent me in like WhatsApp, like meal one, meal two, meal three. And it's fucking awesome. It's way better than anything else. Um, so like don't overcomplicate the fulfillment in particular at the beginning because people don't give a shit and actually use like the really basic fulfillment to your advantage because it can be more personal. Well, you can be more personal and move more quickly because mm. even it's like... I'll, I'll get questions like, oh, um, do you have a website? I'm like, I don't have a website. It's like, go on my Instagram. Like, all you need to learn about me is on my Instagram. Oh, well, like, is there, um, can you send me something? I'm not going to send you anything. Like, I'll talk to you on the phone. I'm not going to waste time. I don't need to write anything out. Just speak to me or, or don't. And I think that once, obviously, now we can, when you're coming from a bit more of an abundant place, you can be a bit more ruthless. But I think there's still something to take in the simplicity of like, you don't need a website. You don't need logos. You don't need business cards. Fuck me, man. Like with the business card thing it kills me. You don't need business cards. You don't need branding, logos, anything. Caveat in the beginning. In the beginning, all you need is like Charlie said, you need maybe Zoom, which is free, by the way, up to 40 minutes. You need an Instagram or you need a platform of choice. Which is also free. Which is also free. And posting is free. And also, here's the best part. You probably train four or five days a week or you should do as a PT anyway. So just get your phone out when you're training and record the thing you do. And that counts as content. Because if we talk on content for a second, it's like, well, Dan, Charlie, what do I post? It, like Gary Vee has always said, document before you create. So before you even have to start trying to think about creating content, just document the shit that you do on a daily basis. Like as PTs, as fitness people, we have different breakfasts to the normal person. Ours is covered in protein. We have these protein pancakes or we have a protein shake, something that someone doesn't normally do. Just start sharing the stuff that you do that you know that your mates don't do. Your mates that aren't into fitness, just share that stuff. Because again, in the beginning, if you want to look at a funnel, you want to build your Instagram. The only way to build your Instagram is through creating content. If you don't know what to post, in the beginning, just document what you're doing. That is literally how you build your business. In the same way that 
this business that Charlie now runs and, and I now run as a mentorship program, that came off the back of us just documenting our growth as fitness coaches. And guess what? A business was built out of it. So we've done it as well again. And we did it with our fitness coaching because when Charlie started, he was just documenting his journey in fitness. I was doing the same. And then naturally a business was built out of that. So I think just document before you create in the beginning with the content. I would say the reason people don't do that is they're too afraid of being on camera. And I think um, one of the things people need to understand is that if you're afraid to do that, then enjoy being poor because the reality is like we will have to do uncomfortable things you can't be asked to do. And the reality is the thing you really don't want to do is probably the thing that's probably going to hold you back the most. So like whether it's posting the content or learning the skill or asking from Dan or me or someone for help in terms of growing a business, the one thing that you struggle to do the most is probably the thing that's going to make the biggest difference. Well, I've been saying to people at the moment on the phone, I've been really ruthless. And if anyone's listening, I'm, I'm sure Charlie would say the same. It's like, if you're not posting content right now, I, you're, you're probably not going to be the right person to work with me because we're just going to be butting heads. Because if you want to build an online business and you're not already posting content, you're not even at least trying, but failing. You're not even just doing the most simplest thing. And I get it that it's scary, but my point is that any time that I've ever hired a coach and mentor, it's because I've been trying to, I've been trying my best, but it's just not hitting. But I can't, you know, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make it drink, right? So if you're already posting content right now, but it's just not hitting for some reason, you've got to start asking yourself, like, what is it that other people are doing? Like me and Charlie always say, success leaves clues, right? Show me, please find me a fitness coach, business coach, or life coach, or any coach in any sphere on the online space that isn't doing talking head videos right now. Show me someone. Show me like a faceless business that has a Canva logo for their profile photo, which kills me. They've got all their qualifications in their bio that no one cares about. And, um, and, and also, you think you're going to build your business off of a faceless business. Like, people buy from people. So one of my best tips is going to be just get, like Charlie said, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Get your face on camera. If it feels weird in the beginning, it will do. But there are ways around it. Maybe you do, like, the zoom off to the side things. You don't have to look the camera in the eye and you sort of baby step into it. Or... Start creating videos like me and Charlie did in the beginning where we would do like voiceovers. So maybe just get used to having your voice on camera and having a video of you like bicep curling, but like a voiceover. But you have to do something that shows that you're willing in the same way that you would want someone to say, hey, I want to lose weight. Oh, well, how many times are you going to the gym right now? Oh, I'm not even going to the gym. Okay, well, let's start there. The same needs to start with you just, just posting and then the rest will, will follow. And that's down to you being coachable as a coach as well. Because it's the same skill. Like some of being coachable is an actual skill. And you also see the people generally the most successful, the most coachable people. Because, uh, like, my favorite saying is that geniuses don't have great answers. They ask great questions. Like, people will ask a lot of good questions because they're inquisitive to try and, like, figure out how it all connects together. Well, it's, um, it's the same with sales, right? So, mm -hmm. A lot of the guys will be listening to this and they will be uh, potentially struggling with the sales side of things. And um, we hear this a lot, like I d typical, I don't want to come across too salesy, sleazy, slimy, whatever. And, um, and that, that's not serving you, by the way, because the, the best coaches in the world are the best salespeople and the best salespeople go on to become great coaches. So it actually serves both ways. Um, if you want to get, uh, become a world-class coach, you need to get very good at getting people to take action. Well, that, that's what sales is. So, so they, they, they have great synergy, right? And I think that 
what got me over the whole sales thing in the beginning was just having full conviction in in how much I can help someone and knowing that it's quite unlikely that if they don't do something now, their later in their head usually turns into never and never isn't a good situation. So I think that if you're worried about that sales transition, because this is what I get all the time. I don't know if you've had this too. PTs will be like, oh, I, I don't struggle with sales in the gym. I'm like, bro, you don't have the luxury on the phone to get someone hot, sweaty, get their endorphins going. You can quite literally change someone's state to make it easier to sell to in person. Selling online is a completely different ballgame. Yeah, there's some some traits that are the same, but you need to understand those those core principles of phone sales or Zoom sales that you're just not going to get in the gym. And unless you're going to be willing to read the books and do the podcast and go on the courses that me and Charlie have gone on, go and find someone that's done all that for you. And I know scripts get a bad rap, but who gives a fuck? Like in the beginning, if it gives you a framework so you don't ramble like an idiot and you actually end up selling the person, serving them and changing their life, was the script really a bad thing in the beginning? But what, what, what's your feeling towards um, um, that transition of online sales? So I, I think it's important. The way I explain it is like using a script is like um, going bowling and putting the barriers up, right? Because it's like you're giving people like buffers to keep them on track. Whereas people don't know how to carry on a conversation to get the end outcome they want. And then after a certain period of time, you don't need the, the script. You don't need a framework. Like I don't sell with a, a script anymore because I know what questions to ask and how to like handle the conversation. But I would say the biggest question, the biggest problem I'd say for everyone listening to this, too many people sell on benefits and features and not enough on emotion. So what I try and think about is embodying the position the other person's in what do they really want? Um, where are they in their life? Like what's going to be the big motivator for them? Like if they're a woman who's 30 to 35, who's single and not got any kids, chances are she probably wants to find a partner, have a kid pretty soon. So that's something I would actually bring up and ask them, what's your goal in the next three to five years? Like respectfully, this is where you're at. Is this what you want to do? Um, and is that why you want to get in shape? Because when you get that, that's a different conversation than like, so you, you, you want to get in shape to go to my bear this year, right? Like it's a completely yeah. different dynamic. Well, I think it's um, being willing to touch on the emotions. And if you're constantly prancing and dancing around being scared to trigger someone or say something that's too uh, emotional, all you end up doing is you never actually really serve them on a deeper level because I, I use gap selling when I sell. So I get people into their, their pain I get them to understand where they're truly at. I don't do the whole bullshit of I just want to get fitter or I just want to get a bit stronger. I'm like, come on. I'd be like, Charlie, come on, dude. Like, let, let's be real with each other. What, what's really going on? They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, tell me. Like, what, what's your biggest challenge right now? Oh, well, if I'm honest, and then it's like, hey, tell me more about that. And then as you go levels deeper, they came in and they're here. And actually, they're, they're, they're right down here. And then instead of them coming in thinking that they, they just want to get a little bit fitter, they then realize they want to get a six pack for the first time ever. So they finally uh, could take the top off on the beach and not feel like the fat one. Okay, well, now we've got a massive gap that we need to fill. Do you think they're more likely to, to buy from you if they've got a tiny little gap they can think they can jump across on their own? Or they need a bridge, they need a guide, they need a map, and they need someone to take them across. It, it's, it's logical at that sense, right? So, so guys, when you're selling, especially when you move online, if I could give you the most basic way of selling on the phone is understand their true pain like how do they really feel like portray a real goal something worth working towards and then the, the final piece is easy it's just what's missing if you can find out what the roadblocks are and what's missing and you fill the gap 
it will just be a no-brainer at that point. It's typically, though, people just don't go deep enough on the phone. And I think that's probably because they're afraid to tap into the emotions and, and piss people off, essentially. And I would actually finish up by saying the best thing you can do in any sales call is ask the most uncomfortable question you can. And every time I've done that, like, there's always the elephant in the room that people don't want to ask and you want to ask the elephant. And the reality is when you've done that, I've never had a bad response from anyone because a lot of people, like no one's really been honest with them and asked them the difficult thing because it's not easy to do that. So I'd say for anyone for who listens to this, if you want to try something next week would be to think of what the elephant question is and ask that. Yeah. And because anyway, like if your intentions are good and you know you can get results and you know you can deliver on your program, you're, you're only going to do them a disservice because very rarely do me and Charlie check in with someone in six to 12 months time and say, hey, oh, mate, I'm absolutely smashing it. And I've got the six back and I've done the show and I've done the thing. Unfortunately, real world, people just stay in the same place. Mm. So I just think, look, I'm probably not going to speak to you ever again or not for a while. So I better say the things that I, I know I need to say and really fight for you because I genuinely feel like I can help anyone on the phone because if I didn't, I wouldn't have never got on the phone with them in the first place. So once they're on the phone with me, I'm just thinking, I can help you with the thing you struggle with. You're going to try and talk yourself out of it. But that's just a narrative that you're using to, to stay stuck. And I'm not going to let that happen. So I'm going to fight for you. So in the same way, I would fight for my brother trying to convince me that taking drugs and smoking every, every night is a good thing. I'd fight for him and I wouldn't let him leave that conversation thinking that's a good thing. The same applies to someone bullshitting with you about the fitness. So yeah, you've just like Charlie said, you've got to be willing to have that uncomfortable conversation. 100%. Um, we'll wrap up this episode there. Where's the best place for people to find out more about you, Dan? Best place will be Instagram, at Fitness Business Coaching. Uh, give me a follow. Like Charlie said, it's uh, uh, we primarily work with people who are just starting out, wanting to get their first few clients online and start building their business and uh, growing into the online space from a, from a gym floor, typically. That's the, that's the journey I went on. Cool. Uh, for everyone who took value from the podcast, make sure you uh, subscribe, like, leave a review. would be awesome. And check out the next episode coming up. <laughs>